Kirk Cousins pulls an Aaron Rodgers? The trade deadline was a stinker. After 92 punts and an appearance by Danny DeVito, the Jets win? And finally, a Heineken is ordered at the Regal Beagle. Next on Around the Couch. Welcome back, everyone, to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network and its wonderful patrons. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. And just today, my son Lachlan said to me, hey, dad, is there any way that I can become a patron so I can get the Around the Couch podcast early? And I said, (laughs) son, I'll put it up at the same time tonight on the regular feed for you. So I love you, Lachlan. Thanks for You didn't tell Lachlan to pay up? (laughs) <laughs> I should have taken his allowance for the week. Yep. Um, that, of course, is Andy. Brett is with us, too. How are you doing, Brett? You know, I'm doing very well now that I'm podcasting with my boys. Yeah, baby. Brett hey. had, a, had a little soda explosion, but he cleaned it up, and <laughs> we're, we're back to work here. Uh, Solo is not with us this evening. He just returned back from the Far East. And needed some time with Lady Solo. So they are snuggling up in front of a warm fire, some mead, and uh, I don't know, maybe some 90-day fiancé. And they're chilling. So it's just us. We're going to be talking about our Week 8 recap, as well as our Week 9 picks. As all of us are also, we're coming to you later in the week. So we're watching live. There's about a minute 44 left in the Titans at Pittsburgh game. The Tennessee Titans have the ball now with, like I said, 144 left. They are behind 16 to 20. What was the line on this one again, Andy? Steelers by three. Okay, so I picked the tight. I think everybody except Brett picked the Titans, right? Correct. All right. Yes. So Brett's looking good right now, unless Will Levis. All right, are we going 85 yards? Yeah, here we go. He's he's back to pass. Oh, and he's almost intercepted. That was actually a good play by that wide receiver. That was hard. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I believe. That was a good play. He, he, He prevented that interception. Oh, damn. Um, all right. Let's pay attention to the podcast, people. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of the Manning cast, but this is like yeah. the couch cast. Yeah. Yes. Here for, uh, See, this is what you missed out on a couple of weeks ago, Axel, when we did it on the Cowboys I Monday know. Night game. It's hard to concentrate, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into it. Um, you mentioned in the intro about the trading deadline. I felt the trading deadline was a little anticlimactic, if I'm saying that correctly. I am. For, oh, first down. Uh-oh, I can't stop watching the game. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do? Um, but you know what? It turns out there was a stat that the it was actually the second most active trading deadline trading day since 1990. So there were actually like 15 trades that took place, but they weren't huge trades. Besides uh, the Sweat and Young, Washington trading them away, um, Young to the um, 49ers. And where did Sweat go to Seattle? Yeah, I think it was Seattle, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
there was not really any big names that went. You got Dobbs. How do you feel about that? Your your quarterback of the future, the rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah, we got a rocket scientist now, so we can talk more about that when we get into the games a little bit. But you know, the trade deadline in NFL has never really been that big of a deal. I don't know why. Like, there's been a couple guys over the years that have been. I think was it Champ Bailey or somebody like that traded one time. I mean, there, there, there's been a few, but most of the time, it's not like baseball or NBA no. where there's tons of major deals going on all the time. So I think people just hear trade deadline and they think they think those sports, because those have huge trade deadlines. I mean, it really, like I said, Dobbs was for a seventh rounder. So it wasn't, it's not like there was, I mean, the Vikings traded a backup guard for a seventh rounder. Too. Yeah, so, I mean, see, they, that's what a lot of it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Brett, you have any trading deadline and or any trade deadline or any trades that happened or anything or anything you think was good, bad, should have happened, didn't? Um, well, the, the Falcons did make a trade uh, because our uh, star defensive tackle, Grady Jarrett, tore his ACL last week. And uh, so that was, that's kind of a big loss on the D-line. So they did trade for... Contavious Street, a defensive tackle off of Philadelphia, who has too many of those anyway, so they could spare one for us. <laughs> he's also a local kid, so he's coming back home. But it's not, it, it was nice to get a little bit of depth there, but um, it would have been, you know, lo- looking for a little more of a splash. But, you know, you never really get a whole lot of anything, you know, like yeah. y'all were saying in the NFL. So. Yeah, and the, you know, uh, I should say too, the Montez Sweat was traded. To, I should have known this to the my in rival division in rival the Bears. Oh, Bears gave up a second round right. draft pick for a guy that's, that's going to be a free agent in two months, which was surprising too because it's like, what do the Bears really think they're going for it or something? That it was a weird move. Maybe, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you don't know, and you know. Something I think about with trades, too, it's like a lot of people were upset with the Jets that they didn't get an offensive lineman, anybody, right? And the thing is, it has to do with who's actually available and also the connections that you have. Certain teams have connections to other teams or the general managers know each other. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there's just when it comes to trading in the NFL, it it has become more active but I just don't think it's ever going to be like the NBA where like three of the top 10 players are traded on the trading deadline. Like, I just don't, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, well, I, I think, think I think it actually happen. would. I think it would if they move the deadline back a month. That's if the deadline was like week 12 or week 13 when teams are gearing up for the playoffs. That's not you. You make a point. And I wonder why it's now what's it's, it's, it's weird forever. I remember going yeah. back to. The biggest trade I don't know I if ever... the NFL. Oh, go ahead, Brett. I don't know if they want to be like those other leagues because yeah. that's almost too much in the other direction where you can completely rehaul your your roster. You might be right. Year. Yeah. Well, there's also the number of players, though. Like when I saw that Harden trade, and it was like three <laughs> or four players for three or four players. I was like, this is like Survivor in a, like, a, like a tribe swap. There's only two tribes. <laughs> You're just half your team is, is going to the other team. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, just it, weird. I think the other difference, too, especially when you compare it to baseball, 
you can't like if you trade in baseball, you can trade for a starting pitcher and he can come in or a center fielder. They can come in. Right. Exactly. It's a lot harder for trading for a quarterback yeah. or a wide receiver to come mm-hmm. in and learn the plays in a week. That's a lot harder than it is for a, yeah. I mean, a pitcher can go in and just start throwing. It's not a big deal or same thing or third baseman, whatever. So it's, that might be part yeah. of it too, where they don't want to encourage that late trading. Whoa. Nice pass by Levis. Yeah. Oh, sure. 36 seconds left. They're running down the field. What was that? About a 30 yard pass there. They're on the 35. Go Tennessee. No left. Uh, looks yep. like, no, they didn't. They don't have any. He just spiked the ball. First and 10. Um, yeah, I like your point about moving the deadline, and that might be fun. But I also I think that you're right about for a good – for at least half the positions, you really have to know what the fuck's going on. You just can't walk mm-hmm. into the game, you know? And, um, yeah, unless you're trading for a kicker or something like yeah. that where it's kind of an individual job. Yep. Playbooks are complicated. And again, it depends on if your if the language that they use in your team is similar to a language of another team, right? Like if you were in like the whatever tree of coaches, you might use the same uh, series of signals on the line. You know what I mean? Things like that. So or I if you traded that, somebody yeah. that was a like that was with your team and left as a free agent was yep. gone for half the year that could step back in. I yeah. mean, there, like there would Nicole be Hardman, like Hardman going back to yeah, the Chiefs. Exactly. Yeah, he can start right away. He know he it's no big deal. Uh, well, because there know. was somebody I don't know I don't remember if it was Lombardi or somebody just this week was saying why didn't the Browns trade for Dobbs? I mean, <laughs> he was there yeah. with them last year and played and knows the system and why don't they trade back for him? So that's interesting. Well, I guess that's the trading deadline. Nothing. Oh, almost an interception. Oh, wow. All right. We're down to 16 seconds left. Second and 10. It's still 16-20. Pittsburgh's advantage. Tennessee's, or 2016. Or 2016. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's what they're still on about, what, the 35, right? Uh, I think the 25, maybe. Oh, the 25. Okay. Oh. Oh. That he should have caught that. That should have been an interception. He's got gloves on too. Um, all right, here we go. Second and ten. Will Levis. Sixteen seconds left. Drops back to pass. He throws it out. Oh, who gets it? Little little quick out to number eighty-five. All right, moving on. <laughs> you mentioned it's easy Lo- to get transfixed on that other screen. Yeah, I know. You mentioned Lombardi. Um, and his son was fired along with the coach and general manager, uh, Josh McDaniels from, uh, previously of the new England Patriots. He solo reminded us in the text chain of when he took, what was that? The Colts job. And then, then new Belichick said, no, stay. And he said, okay, I'm not going. Um, and that, he was, that was shady business. Yeah, that was Although and to I, be fair. Who among us has not taken the Colts job? (laughs) That's true. Oh, Levis is intercepted in the end zone. Six seconds left. Looks like the Steelers are going to take this one. So, Brett, you got it, baby. Yeah, baby. Brett's already beaten us this week. It's amazing how many of these games come down to like a point or a half a point on the damn points, Brett. I know. I got to pay this week. I'm going to pay more attention to the points. I think I'm paying 
more attention to I think is going to win. And I got to pay a little bit more attention to the points. But all right, I'm going to turn that that off because that game's over. I won't be uh, distracted by that anymore. <laughs> and anyway, anyone listening to this already knows what happened. But uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> I was going to say the McDaniels thing, too. I It's also easy to forget that he did coach the Broncos for a year, too. Yes. Yep. I think I saw somebody. Somebody, I don't. I wish I would have remembered who it was that I saw say it online. But it's like, are you really that great of a coach when you attach your wagons to Tim Tebow and Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, you're 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 kind of playing with fire with both of those guys as your guys. So yeah, yeah. That he and he is the first head coach I believe to be fired by two different teams before reaching a full second year with either team. Because he was fired like 11 games, I think, into the 2010 campaign with Denver. And uh, what, nine game or eight games into to this year. Sounds about That's right. Tough. Sounds about right. Because the Raiders were better last year. Um, I think I think that um, he, he, he got progressively worse. Uh, it was fun. We were talking to the text chain, listening to Lombardi make excuses. I mean, it is his son and his friends and everything. But um, as Andy pointed out, he's always talking about you have to, you know, follow the evidence and, and see what, what did you say, Andy? Uh, it wasn't pattern. something about the, it's a pad to trend yeah, or it's, it's a, a pad at, at a certain point. That many numbers are a trend. Yep. And it's a trend. He's not a, he doesn't seem to, be a great head. He coach. might be a hell of an offensive coach, but not. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of guys that are like like Monty Kiffin and guys like that that were amazing defensive coaches, and they just never. That maybe that's his ceiling as just an offensive coordinator, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's still pretty damn impressive. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to throw Dan Quinn into that category as well. Oh yes, he he lasted a while with the Falcons. It was too long, and he'll probably get another opportunity, and it'll be a failure. Is my prediction, but. Yeah. He, great, great defensive coordinator. Yep. Hey, me too. I'll throw in Todd Bowles. Love Todd Bowles. Great guy. Players loved him. Not a great head coach. Very good defensive coordinator. Um, mm-hmm. but so that's just the way it is sometimes, right? Like it takes it. Ta- it's a different thing to be the manager of that many people. Um, yeah, be the boss is a lot different than being yeah. someone just underneath the boss. <laughs> but also, I have to say, that doesn't mean that I have any faith in the Raiders organization or ownership um, or Al Davis's weird haired haircut little son. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I wish that the, the Raiders are one of those teams like the commies that we grew up with. They had a bit more cachet. And now they're known for being really bad, you know? So it's kind of sad in a way. Um, I was thinking about that today. Like when I was coming up, there was a certain thing of like John Madden calling a Redskins game, right? Like Madden and Summerall, just that they were doing that game in Washington. And there was some kind of vibe that happened there that just doesn't exist today. Um, But it exists, I guess, for other teams. But. They're, those teams have kind of fallen out of that upper echelon of um, of NFL teams as far as status goes, I would say. But let's see what happens, you know, whatever. Jimmy G got benched and A Hustler picked up uh, 
the rookie in fantasy football, of course. Well, the, so. the Raiders in the last 20 years have had 13 head coaches. Yeah, that's... That is ridiculous. They also there was that Lane Kiffin fiasco that I'll never uh-huh. forget. That was embarrassing. They've had well, and the John Gruden fiasco. <laughs> yeah, what about Gruden? That was weird, man. That was yeah. like the FBI is still involved in that or some shit. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. All right, we'll see what happens with the Raiders. All right, let's jump in a little bit to last week's games. The trend I saw was teams on the rise, Bengals. Eagles, Ravens. Um, I thought that uh, even the uh, uh, not uh, I should say Broncos beating the Chiefs. That that's not. I'm not going to say the Broncos are on the rise, but I did notice a suspicious amount of podcast people are like Broncos are pretty good. Like, no, I don't. I don't think they're pretty good. Well, hell, Simmons and Lombardi were talking about that when Lombardi was on yesterday, a couple days ago. Oh, they were talking man. about how the Broncos might be a sleeper team now. No. No, I don't yeah. think so. But um, well, they what before, we before last weekend they've beaten the Bears and the Packers, clearly That's... two of the t- worst five teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, the cream so of the, the fact crop. That they're right. three and four. <laughs> Pump the brakes, as Heath would say. Mm-hmm. Pump the brakes. Pump it. John Elway ain't walking through that door, folks. <laughs> He's got his Tahoe vodka and he's in a booth. I don't think the aforementioned Tim Tebow's even walking through that door. <laughs> Man, Tim Tebow was fun to watch, though, wasn't he? I mean, goddamn, those games. It was always great. an adventure. It was. It was. Those were fun to watch. It was um, fun to watch in Florida. I don't know about the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> so, some of those games are fun. But what's not fun is the Niners losing three in a row. I mean, it wasn't so long ago that they were just the cream of the crop. And their defense seems to have just collapsed along with their offense. Though, when you watch, Purdy is not playing that horribly. I don't, it, it just seems to be they're not getting breaks and it, things are just not gelling. But they're, they're on a sh- losing streak that I don't know if it's going to come to an end. I don't know. You guys have anything to say about the Niners? You still think they're, uh, in contention for a Super Bowl? Well, I think that uh, I think there's a they've lost three in a row, but they've also not had Debo three weeks in a row. They're, I mean, it's what we've been saying the entire time. When their guys are healthy, they're, they're probably the best team. But if any one of Kittle, McCaffrey, or Debo are out, I don't know if they can do it. I think it's their defense is still good, but. The last couple of weeks, I mean, Burrow and Cousins sliced and diced them pretty good on defense. So, if if the Niners' offense, say, I think it's completely dependent on the offensive health of that team. That's my that's my thought, anyways. Bretual? yeah, it's amazing how the the offense and the defense just play off of each other. And now the the defense is struggling, and the offense is struggling at the same time. I. I know the popular pick I've heard is that maybe Seattle wins that division. I'm not going to go there. I still think the Niners win the division. But, I mean, clearly they're not the the juggernaut they were earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think – I think it's a long season, and I think a lot of stuff just hasn't gone right for them in these games. And they have had some had a lot of injuries – 
I don't know if they are that juggernaut, but this is the NFL, and I kind of like that parody, you know, just in the same way. Though you look at the Chiefs game, and I would I did watch a bit of that, and they were really battered, and Mahomes supposedly had like a really bad flu, and then you saw there was like a close up of his like finger, like the skin coming off of his throwing hand. Uh, they just looked really kind of battered and. I don't. I think that that was a divisional game, kind of fluky. I don't think that portends the Chiefs taking a nosedive. I don't know if what you, know, you have to say about that. The uh, just a second before we get to them, I was glancing at the Forty Nine ers schedule here. They're at Jacksonville this week. In three weeks, they have Seattle, then the Eagles, then Seattle. Two weeks after that, the Ravens. Their schedule is not the easiest coming up. There's a few easier games in there, but I don't know. It's worth keeping an eye on. Anyways, mm. that was enough of the 49ers. Sorry I cut you off there. I just thought it was interesting to see. They've got they've got a difficult schedule coming up, so or more difficult than most. Well, we'll have to see if they rise to it, man. Yeah, yeah. The, as far as the Kansas City thing, I didn't see any of that game, so I don't know what – I was just relying on what you were saying, that they look terrible, and Mahomes looked not like himself. Well, I think it's, that game says more about Kansas City than Denver for yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. I de- definitely still do not trust Denver. I know Kansas, Kansas City, they, they're they a weird team. They, they you know, how they uh, historically don't cover the spread like they we think that they should. It's like they don't. They take. They may uh, take take their foot off the gas for for some of these teams that they think that they're going to destroy. And on top of that, you know, Mahomes was sick, and uh, Kelsey is yeah. still dating Taylor Swift, so that's yeah. always. <laughs> yeah. They had like five turnovers, I think. It was, and I saw at least one of the interceptions that Mahomes threw. He had two, and it was just awful. And he really just put his kind of his hands down and was like, "What the fuck? Like, I I don't know what's going on." Um, and yeah, so. the crazy thing, they've played the Broncos twice in the last three weeks. They've scored a total of 28 points against the Broncos defense in two games. Yeah. 28 points total. Divisional games, baby. Man, it's just, it doesn't, nothing about that game makes sense. And maybe the, <laughs> maybe the defense for the Broncos is coming together. I would, I would believe more that their defense could come together well, than their offense. Yeah, I could, so. bl- I could buy that a little bit better for sure. So if they play the Dolphins again, they're only going to give up 50 to 55 points instead of uh, <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. This, ooh, the, the KC Dolphins game is going to be awesome uh, this weekend. Let's see. Um, what else we got here? The Eagles barely squeaked by, but they did win. What did Hertz had four touchdowns, I think. But, and a fumble going into the end zone. Yeah. On a two, push. Yeah, didn't they have two fumbles within the five-yard line? Or so? I think they were the first team in so many years to fumble twice inside the five. But on a tush uh, push. First team in like one week because the Falcons oh. did that. Against oh. The, uh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Sorry about that. I saw. I remember that stat, Brett. It was seven days, not seven decades. That's, yeah. But it's probably the second team in the last 25 years to do that. <laughs> but 
Eagles continue to be, I think, solid team. Wasn't a um, wasn't a takedown, but they won. And it's the Commanders, which is a divisional team, a team that beat them last year. So I don't. I don't yeah, I thought that they would play them. They always play them tough. Yeah, That's why I took exactly. Washington to cover, which I felt good about that pick all game long until like the last half of the fourth quarter. Man, AJ um, Brown is so but, fucking good. Yeah, finally, finally fumbled with the tush push. I, I hope they uh, fumble a few more times. Me too. Fuck that tushy pushy. <laughs> I'm trying to remember or the, the ass blast, as I like to say. <laughs> yes, the ass blast. That's a much blast. better name. <laughs> you know, for, for uh, speaking of that, I blasted Ray past asking about Halloween because I forgot that. You know, we the re, one of the reasons why we're recording late is Halloween. Um, last year, I was reminded on Facebook that Halloween was a Monday night, and I was watching like a Monday night football game while giving out candy, and that was awesome. So, what do I guess every year it goes up a day, right? So, in two years, it'll be on Thursday night. So that'll be fun to be able to do that again, except but, for the leap year oh. factor. But usually it goes up one day of the it, week. And it? next year will be a leap fact. Next year is a leap year. Oh, so That's what does true. it mean? It's yeah. next year? So it'd be Thursday next year. Nice. I dig it. All right. Look what we discovered. I like that. Maybe we should do a pod that night, too. <laughs> that Live would be fun. Pod on a Thursday night on Halloween. But <laughs> did you do anything uh, with the kiddos on Halloween, Andy? Well, I unfortunately spent most of the night working, so I worked until they were gone, but I had trick-or-treaters come to my tractor. There was a <laughs> a uh, stormtrooper nice. showed up. Malachi? And a, uh, uh, what's that? Malachi, like from Children of the Crow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, yes. I am, I am Malachi. <laughs> I am the one who walks between the rows. The uh, Yeah, I had a stormtrooper and a uh, T-Rex construction worker show up to trick-or-treat at, at the tractor. So that was my pretty lame Halloween. Oh. But that part was still fun. Seeing them was fun. But not being able to go yeah. with them was not fun. But you were like tilling the land, so that's kind of like Halloween-ish. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yes, I was, I, was, I was digging in the dirt. Yeah, I think yes. that kind of counts as something. Communing right? with nature. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, it's folky, you know? Yeah, it's, it's harvesting a, the crops. Yes, yeah. the harvest. The harvest mood. How about you, Brett? Yeah, I took my three-year-old trick-or-treating. It was the first time that he has done the trick-or-treating thing. And that was a lot of fun. He uh, wanted to be a spider. So we got him a spider outfit. And he wanted me to also be a spider. So we were two spiders. Oh, yes. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Not Spider-Man. Spider. <laughs> Just spiders. That's cool. Did you get costumes or did you make them? Or where, what happened with that? We we bought his costume. But I made. I kind of threw mine together. Nice uh, uh, with, with stuff that I had around the house, so it was and it worked out pretty well. I got some pictures, but uh, yeah, that's great. That was, that was cool. That is it. Very lively where you are. Can you just walk outside your door and there's like kids around and stuff? There's some kids on my street, but my neighborhood is not very uh, uh, trick or treat active. So we end up going to uh, a, a community not too far away that that's pretty lively how do you know about that 
just from living there? Yeah, from living here. Uh, the, we've lived in this house since, what, 2019. And he's been too little to go trick-or-treating, so we've just been, we've been prepared with candy for visitors and we haven't gotten, I don't think we've gotten a single one in three years. So (laughs) it's just weird. There's certain streets uh, in Athens, I think that are just, it's, it's just a ratio thing. Like if, if you don't have at least 30% of houses that want to participate, then no one, no one's going to bother walking far enough to get candy. So they'd rather just go to a, a more popular part of town, which there's tons of, you know, neighborhoods that are a lot, a lot of fun. So, so what you're saying have, is I get almost as many trick or treaters in a tractor as you do at, <laughs> at your house. <laughs> exactly. Me, me too. In our new place, we live up on the hill and I thought at least some of the kids from the neighborhood would come, but people told us there's not a lot of trick or treaters and, and even around there's, there's like decorations and stuff, but, I could tell even driving around um I don't I don't remember we were coming back from somewhere almost dark and there was nobody out. So we headed back to our old neighborhood which is a neighborhood that people come back to. We became the people that used to park in front of our house <laughs> and come back to the neighborhood. We're now those people. <laughs> Because that neighborhood yeah. is amazing, and people go crazy with the dark, the decorations, and like, there's just it's like fucking ET time. There's like kids in the road everywhere, costumes. Yeah. People are sitting outside with fires. It's really awesome. So we went back there, and we as soon as we rolled up, we saw some old friends, and people came over to the car, and Lachlan was excited, and. We had a really great time, and he had a great time. I had to go do some shopping, but then I came back and hung out for like half hour, 45 minutes, and walked around. It was really fun. I like Halloween. But now I took all the decorations down. I'm ready to move on to Christmas. It's almost time to put up the Christmas decorations because I love Christmas, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Get out the Lego Winter Village. I know you're one of those people that puts them up probably November 1st, but I like to wait till December. Like the the calendar actually switches to December, then I'm all in. Okay. All right. I might I I'm I'm giving it some time. I didn't go right to the Christmas stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm giving a break cuz there is Thanksgiving, which to me Right. is a good holiday, but it's just about eating food, you know what I mean? Christmas you hey, get toys, so well, Thanksgiving is food and football, though. That's I mean, true. how do you? Yes, that's. I mean, granted, you, you kind of Christmas. That. Christmas usually has football now too, but I actually we don't. I usually don't put anything up till around my birthday, which is about a week and a half before Christmas. But I leave our Christmas decorations up until almost Valentine's Day, so I make up for it in the okay. back end. I try to do both, Andy. I keep them up. <laughs> I put them up early. You burn it at both ends. I mean, I'm going for at least a good. Two to four months of Christmas. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Good. 25% of the year, quarter yeah. of the year be Christmas time. I, I like it. I like it. Hey, listen, I saw a Christmas commercial, like some, you know how they always have those dumb, like expensive candy commercials during Christmas, right? They're like mm-hmm. luxury balls of chocolate, 
buy them. And they're like wrapped in this gold foil. And it was some commercial. Yep. And they had a little Christmas music. And man, oh, I got the biggest smile. I was doing the dishes just like watching Survivor <laughs> yesterday or something. And I was like, this is perfect. It's only a day after fucking <laughs> Halloween. And already I'm seeing Christmas commercial. I love it. I love Christmas, man. One hundred. It's all about the toys, baby. A friend of me sent a, a a video. A friend of mine sent a video of his street, and it was like all the you know, painting along all of these Halloween decorations in the yard. And this one house in the middle had all their Christmas decorations already up with Santa nice. and reindeer. And then you move on to <laughs> back to Halloween decorations. <laughs> so the one guy's like. October's early enough for me. Screw Halloween. Let's do Go for <laughs> it, baby. Straight to Christmas. Oh, yeah. The stores are already. They switched over. They yep. switched they've over. Had Chris, yeah, they've had Christmas stuff here since yeah. right after Labor Day. Back to school stuff left, and Christmas stuff came in. It was sad. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something, guys. Something that was sad, which was all three of our teams this weekend jumping back into football. Um, but the saddest of all was, as mentioned in the intro, which was expertly done by Brett, Kirk Cousins has torn his Achilles. The Vikings lose Kirk. They won the game, but they lost their quarterback. Ando, how you doing? Both of our quarterbacks went down. Old guys, both of the Achilles. Aaron Rodgers is giving him advice, which I'm sure he was just desperately waiting for. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they hang out on the weekends in the offseason quite a bit. They they seem like the same yeah. case with the same guy. Oh, totally. Uh, and you know what? The whole world is just always saying, I wonder what Aaron Rodgers thinks. That's just yeah. basically how he thinks. But anyway. And the good news is we're going to hear what he thinks no matter if we want to or not. That's, so. that's true. Now that McAfee is also, I've noticed that he's taken over ESPN. Basically, that's like yep. all they do now is show McAfee. He owns ESPN <laughs> now. <laughs> pretty um, much. <laughs> so I don't know. How are you doing with uh, the Vikes? They won, but they lost. Kirk. Well, when you were talking about teams that were on the rise. After the 49ers game and the first, well, even this whole game, even after Cousins got hurt, the Vikings dominated this yep. game. Yep. I mean, they played awesome. This, even though they're four and four, like in the middle of that third quarter before Cousins got hurt, I would say this team is playing better than any time at last year when they were thirteen and four. I mean, it, it's not even close. The defense is good. The special teams is playing well. The offense, it's this is the, believe it or not, this is Cousins' sixth year with the Vikings. This is the first time he's had the same play caller two years in a row. Wow. Every, I mean, it's and cut, you can just tell the offense had this flow to it. It was just they finally started to gel. And I, I, the best thing, the best way I can describe it is um, there was a I saw a, a report from Andrew Kramer. He's a Vikings reporter for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. And he was in the locker room after the game. And he doesn't name who said it, but he's like, in the words of one Viking starter in the postgame locker room, fuck. That That's basically it. That's that's it. It's just so it's. Typical Vikings football where you get a little, you get a little bit of a, uh, you get this hope. You're like, hey, this team is actually pretty good. Cousins is playing like he was playing a top five quarterback this year, the way he has been playing so far, leading the NFL in touchdowns. He's second in yards. He's fourth in passer rating. He's making actual reads this year that he normally wasn't. One of the things he always been criticized for here is 
too many dump passes and he doesn't go through his progressions. And he's been doing that this year. He just, he looked like he, fi- he finally figured it out, not just being a stats whore, actually figuring out how to play quarterback. And it just, oh, that's all gone. So now we get to the world of Jaron Hall and Josh Dobbs. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. I mean, I, I it, it, it's a lot like what happens with you and Rodgers, I think. Yeah, I mean, you had all this hope and you got this hope building up and then, oh, it's, it's just tough. I mean, the only the only solace I can think of is two of the Vikings' greatest seasons of all time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a solo here and go back into history, which I don't do that much with the Vikings. But 1998, the the, the famous year where they finally fell to the Falcons, but they went 15 and one that year with Randall Cunningham. Cunningham didn't start that season as quarterback. Brad Johnson was the starting quarterback. Got hurt two games in. We had to, and they were playing great. And it's like, well, we got to bring in this old decrepit Randall Cunningham, and something great happened. 2017, the year of the Minneapolis Miracle with Case Keenum. Sam Bradford was the starter that year and looked great the first two games, or the first game and a half, and got hurt. Case Keenum led that team to a 13-3 and record with another guy that everybody's like, Case Keenum, are you kidding me? Case Keenum hasn't done anything since. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I'm not going to lose all hope on the Vikings because there's, there's plenty of examples, or Brock Purdy, there's plenty of examples like that of guys that come out of nowhere. I just, I don't know if Jaron Hall is the guy or if Josh Dobbs is the guy, but I don't know. I'm not losing all hope, but I'm I'm depressed. That's, I don't, enough of my rambling. I don't know what it, uh, I don't know. That's that's all I had, that's all I got to say about the Vikings for now, I guess. Yeah. It's a tough break, Ando. Because they were coming on strong, and we were just talking about Kirk Cousins, how fucking great he was playing, you know, and uh, really inspired. And like I had said, that that to me was one of the best quarterback games I saw all year. He was just mm-hmm. really hot, man, right? And they were just kind of getting into rhythm. The defense yeah, looked the, good. Yeah, both the Niners and the and the Packers. I mean, two yeah. really solid games in a row, and yep. it's. Especially with the level of quarterback play that we're seeing this year, besides a couple guys, the quarterback play has been pretty bad throughout the league. I mean, most teams that's have pretty bad quarterbacking, yep. unless the guys or they get injured or hurt, and I don't know. It's frustrating, 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 frustrating. But I don't know. We'll see what the kid from BYU can do, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish you luck, man. I hope it works out because. Well, I want you to be happy, and also I like the Vikings. It's a just a really tough break. Injuries are tough. This is the NFL, right? It's a hundred percent rate of injury. Everybody's playing hurt in some capacity, but mm-hmm. something like this that takes you out for potentially, you know, who know? I mean, though Aaron Rodgers has everyone fucking convinced that you can come back from an Achilles like after drinking a coffee, but he might not even be back to start the season. Yeah, it's, it's year, one thing so. to see it's one thing to see him throwing passes yeah. in in uh, street clothes on the sidelines. Yeah, you can. Th- that's not the same yeah. thing as playing in a game. I just I don't. And you know, the other crazy thing with Cousins is I think this is going to be the first game he's ever missed since he's been with the Vikings. He's been Mister Durable. I mean that's so it's. Wow. It's just crazy. So it's I, yeah. I keep there's keep, things like that that keep running across. I'm like, oh god, really? And he finally figured it out. Like I said, he finally figured it out. And ugh, yeah, he suffered through the Zimmer years and all the where they didn't. Oh man, ugh. just it's sad. And he's a free agent after this year, so it might be the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, which is even more sad because he's finally got the tide finally turned on him that the 
the Kurt can't win a big primetime game is gone. And the, all the people, the, the Netflix show and everybody kind of turned or even nationally, people are redoubt, reluctantly giving him credit now. And it's, I know the whole thing is just, I feel bad for him too. Cause he, I mean, I, I'm sure he's rolling around in giant piles of money, so I'm not going to feel that bad, but still he finally got to a place of respect in the league, I think. And it, oh, it's, and, just, it's depressing. And who he's sleeping next to every night too. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. So who he's sleeping with next to on that pile of money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is a really tough, tough yeah. break. Um, the way he's been playing kind of reminds me of Matt Ryan in 2017, which was his second year under mm-hmm. his new offense uh, and Kyle Shanahan. And it obviously clicked. It just totally clicked for him. Uh, yep. Won the MVP, but the, that's that's that, a good comparison. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I yeah. remember that season very well. That and was a Julio, wasn't it? What's that? That was a Julio, wasn't it? Yes. One of the receivers, Julio Jones, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So the fact that your defense is playing better and your offense was starting to click, Mm-hmm. Ah, that's just tough. Mm. Well, maybe you'll be the beneficiary of it this week, Brett, since we've got around the couch bowl number four this yeah. weekend. So. Yeah, and speaking of which, the Falcons also sadly were defeated by a team we just saw defeated by the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, where Levis threw four touchdowns in his debut at the expense of the Regal Beagle, which was... No drinks, <laughs> no, no drinks on Jack. Um, sorry about that. How was that game there? And how do you feel about Ritter being benched in favor of Taylor Heineken? Um, that game was tough, and I don't, I don't feel particularly good about it, the quarterback situation in general. I know that Ritter probably deserved to be benched because he he fumbled the ball yet again in the first half of this game, and it led to seven points. And you may see by the final score, 28-23, so we lost by five points. So that directly impacted the outcome of the game. And there are some other unfortunate stuff, too. Like our defense didn't play very well uh, compared to how they had been. And it's actually the first game in, like, is it 19 straight games that they had allowed uh, 25 or fewer points? I think it was that streak was finally broken. But one of their their first touchdown was a very blatant offensive pass interference call that wasn't called, and uh, so there's some fluky stuff. You end up losing. It was very very much a Falcons game this year, except they didn't quite complete the comeback in the fourth quarter like they have been. Uh, a few times this year hanging in there and then and then scoring a couple of scores in the fourth quarter to win the game we're we're uh, agonizingly close to that we, we had a uh, van jefferson our uh the the ride receiver we just traded for uh just dropped a wide open pass uh on fourth down that would have continued that final drive for us um at the end of the game so tough way to lose but Going back to the quarterback situation, uh, Heineke looked actually really good in the second half. So uh, Ritter played the first half. Heineke played the second half. He led us. It was We had three points at halftime. I think it was 14 to three um, or something like that. And um, 
We scored four times out of six drives in the second half. Uh, two field goals, two touchdowns, uh, no turnovers. So he was he was definitely moving the offense, um, and he probably deserved to get another start. I just don't feel good about the quarterback situation in general because I I know I feel like I know what Heineke's ceiling is since he's been around the league for a few years. I think he's good enough to lead this team to uh, a division championship in a bad division if he plays, you know, almost perfectly. Um, maybe good enough to win like a, pl- a home playoff game or something like that. But I can't see him being the long-term answer yeah. uh, at quarterback. So that just goes back to the question of Britter's ceiling might be higher, but clearly his floor is lower. So what do you do? Well, I really wish he would have started all of last year and all three preseason games this year, mm-hmm. going back to the point I always try to make, because if it's just experience he needs, well, he should have that already, but he doesn't. He's only started, I think I think he started 12 games, and he's 6-6. Six and six. That's still, that's like a pretty decent sample size, but it's still not enough to to know for sure, like, Geno Smith, for example, how long did it take for him to click? You know, Justin mm-hmm. Fields had a horrible first year, and and people, you know, are talking Josh about Allen, Josh Allen, so many examples. So I don't want to give up on Ritter yet, but now you're going to start Heineke, and if he plays well, you're going to start him again. So where are you? Are you are are you back in the quarterback market? Come draft time next year. I don't know. It's it's just it's a weird space to be, and Arthur Smith is making it even weirder. Head coach of the Falcons is just one of the worst at press conferences that I've ever heard. <laughs> like, he was he was saying that the benching was not due to performance. He was being evaluated for a concussion, but when you talk to him, you talk to anybody else, they're not sure what play it happened. It may have happened on. It's just the head coach said he looked a little off. Well, if he look if he's playing like he's injured, but he's not injured, maybe he's just bad. So I don't understand. Like he cleared uh, concussion protocol in five minutes, so he was ready to go five minutes into the second half. But they they kept Taylor in the game. This is a thing to that's me, happening that's, now, isn't it? Where they're using the concussion protocol as a way to bench somebody or keep them out for a nut, like what happened with Watson. And there was another quarterback that that happened to. Oh, Garoppolo earlier that he had it. They, he was evaluated, but then pulled from the game. So, yeah, I don't know why we have to play these games. I mean, is this Belichick? Is he, is he so fragile everyone. that you have to? It's very. It reminds me of the whole Zach Wilson, uh, Sala thing in in New York or New Jersey. Sorry, Axel, about how he like <laughs> goes to the mat, like way over the top about Zach Wilson is our quarterback. He's like Desmond Ritter is our quarterback. He said he said put his foot down after he threw three picks, and then the next game he fumbled three times. He was putting his foot down. He fumbles in this game. It was it was a critical fumble for sure, but all of a sudden he changes his mind well i the rumor is that he didn't actually change his mind and that our owner arthur blank the other arthur actually stepped in and kind of pushed along 
the uh, you're going to start Heineke because he gives us the best chance to make the playoffs this year, which is probably true. But the way that Arthur Smith was talking in the press conference when he and he just announced yesterday officially that Heineke will start against the Vikings, he he sounded he, he sounded like you know he had a gun to his head or something like that. Like he he <laughs> like it, was it his decision? It didn't sound like it was this way. He was like talking around, but he's really bad at press conferences anyway. Uh, it's just it's it's really strange to try so to I think I've I think I've asked you this on. question every week about the Falcons Brett Bijan Robinson 11 touches why why is he not he's got to be the biggest offensive weapon you have isn't he why is he not touching the ball yeah I don't know man I, don't know. I mean a week ago is because he was yeah was that migraine or something yeah or something but he yeah, was still he, in the was, game as a decoy I don't know i he was in the game as a decoy, and then at halftime, he announced he, he makes in his little halftime interview. He said that Bijan hadn't been feeling well, which I don't even know why you'd even give that much information during a stupid on-field halftime interview. But once he said that, and now it's like now the other team knows that he's sick. If you're trying to hide him, off, you know, off of the uh, official injury report, which they were. There may still be investigated by the NFL for not including him on the injury report last week. Then you you throw that out the window during the halftime interview. So he actually didn't play in the second half until late in the fourth quarter. He came in and he actually got a carry, and it was like a, it was a third down play, and he ended up carrying it three yards for a first down. But why are you giving the ball to a dude who's sick, who's who uh-huh. is probably cold off the bench? When you have all of these other options, that and <laughs> that's another thing that Arthur Smith totally bungled when when he was being asked about it. That makes no sense. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I think Arthur Smith is a good offensive mind, but maybe he's one of these like not a very good head coach kind of coaches out there. I, I couldn't tell you why Bijan only touched the ball 11 times, though. That that doesn't make sense. Drake I mean, London was having a good game, but he went down with an injury in the second half, and he's questionable. I mean, just looking game. at the looking at his uh, looking at his stats over the game by game basis. I'm looking at him right now. He had against the Packers, he had 19 carries, but in the other games, 10, 10, 14, 14, 13, 1, and 11. He obviously. I mean, I watched him in college enough. He could get handle the ball a hell of a lot more than that. I don't. I don't know. It just yeah. seems bizarre to me. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm asking oh, obvious questions to you, but <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre for sure. I don't. I don't know. But just bizarre, bizarre world. But you know what? You're not the only one living in bizarre world. Okay, Brett. <laughs> okay. For three and, and a half that. hours of my fucking life. I had my soul sucked out of me. Oh, God. As I watched the Jets play the Giants in what may have been the worst game of the whole year. I said the worst game of the week. That's a given. But maybe of the whole year. (laughs) This was reminiscent. Back in the 80s and early 90s, the Jets, before they did realignment and the Colts were in the AFC East, The Jets and the Colts played, I think, three games in a row that were all field goals, and the scores were like 3-6, 6-9, 
three nine like very exciting games um <laughs> uh, and this game was so reminiscent of those games besides Brees hall busting out and being fucking amazing and garrett wilson catching the ball a couple times um but zach ran backwards again he got back into his favorite habit of running backwards for fucking 25 yards he even did it at the end of the game but then somehow there was a penalty and uh and, and he came through. The Jets lost three offensive linemen. They had three different guys play center. Um, this, this was a fucking, this was just a total disaster of a game. But somehow, with 14 seconds left, the fucking Jets won the goddamn game. I don't know how it happened, but Greg the Leg came through. The field goal I was sitting watching this. I it, this was like, you know, they describe that when um, the Spanish, I think, first came to South America, the indigenous people couldn't see the ships because it was like so foreign to like to their eyes, right? Like they just their brains could not register that there was this armada descending on them. That's what happened when this field goal went through to me. I saw it go wide left. I was convinced. I kept on running it back. I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, no, it went through. And they fucking won the game. I can't believe two amazing pet. Zach Wilson all of a sudden woke the fuck up, made two amazing throws. Lazard, amazing. And guess what? The Jets fucking won the game. I don't know how it happened. The Giants really gave it to him. I, well, you know how it, you know how it happened. Actually, you ha- you also have the current reigning AFC Special Teams Player of the Week, Thomas Morstead. Yes, I forgot. Eleven to punts mention. for five hundred and twenty nine yes, yards. I forgot. To there was one thousand yards yep. of punting in this game. Three. The guy from the Giants had five forty nine. Yep. Three inside the five. <laughs> Three inside the five in one game, uh, which was a team record. Um, amazing job by him. That's hey, but you know what? That does say something to me. This was definitely, I think, even though he threw for 240 yards, which is a lot for Zachy Wilson, a touchdown, no interceptions, too. Even though I I consider when you lose that many yards on sacks that it's almost like giving the ball up. (laughs) Having the special team stand up, the defense did make plays. We won the game. And in another year, we would not have won this game. So I have some kind of hope for the future. The line, offensive line is a disaster. Who knows what's going to happen against the Chargers? On, we're on Monday Night Football, right? I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But the Jets won, so I was kind of happy. That's all I have to say about this game. And I'm I think out. That might be all, all that needs to be said about that game. Unless Brett has something to say. Was there a weird, like, the at the end of the fourth quarter, the, the referee didn't spot the ball or something in time, and it, and it gave the Jets an extra play or something? I don't. That It's possible that that happened and it slipped by me. It's totally possible, okay. Brett, but I don't, I don't remember that. There was a really bad penalty. Um, against the Jets, they should, uh, and the Giants didn't go for it on fourth and one, and they punted. 
even though they were running the whole game. Well, that, I heard something about that, like the Jets got got a break or something. But hey, man, I I don't really have much to say about the there game. I didn't see a whole lot of it, so <laughs> I'm just I, I'm happy for uh, Axel that yeah. the Jets won. Thank you. And we'll, I don't know, did Heath have anything to say about the Cowboys crushing the Rams? They dominated this game pretty much start to finish. Any, nope, I don't have any notes from him. So okay. I, I know he was happy. It was, a, I mean, they just pretty much walked all over the Rams. So. They did. They did. Cowboys looking good, looking good. They're back in the hunt, back in the hunt. Speaking of the hunt, how are we doing the hunt for our picks each week ando am i am i am i gaining ground how did i do last week um well you lost ground again oh shit but i did uh, better though yes we all did better. we we all, we all did much better we had a, a much nicer week uh solo and i both finished tied for the best at nine and seven and you and brett were closely behind at eight and eight and axel i pulled into a tie for last with you now so we're both at the bottom and Brett is one game ahead of us, and Solo has five-game lead on Brett. So it's, it's tightening up a little bit, but Solo has a nice big cushion. So we need to, we need to change that somehow this week, guys. All right. So, Let's change his picks. He's not here. Let's just say whatever. <laughs> we lost them all. Well, that's perfect. He was complaining that he had to he had to make him at like seven a.m. or something. So he's oh, like off his routine. On. So I think I think he, this is the week that we come back. He had to, yeah. It was a, it was a real, a real chore for him. I'm sure yeah. he loves it just as much as we do, <laughs> maybe more. Let's see. I'm the uh, well, like you, actually, you said earlier, we already met, we already sent in our picks for the game that just finished, which was the Titans and the Steelers. And Brett is the only one who got that right, so Brett has a one game lead on us for the week already. All right, yeah, good maybe. job, AI, and um. Going into this week, we do have four buys, the Broncos, Lions, 49ers, and Jaguars. So Lions, for all teams that are kind of on the rise here, right? That's interesting. Interesting. Well, if you, if you count the Broncos as a team rising, I'm still not buying into that one. I mean, I don't think they're a great team, but they definitely won two games, right? So, Well, you know, I guess they're not as bad as I thought they were three weeks ago, yeah. so I guess that's something... That's us. Say the uh, we will let's see this week. The order will be Heath first, AI Heath first, then Brett, then Axel, then me. And our first game, which Solo will tell us about, is probably the game of the week that uh, you people on the East Coast are gonna or West Coast are gonna have to get up at like six in the morning to watch this thing. I know. Germany, the Dolphins and the Chiefs, and it's the Dolphins, which is which is Lachlan's team. So, I don't know about six a.m., but maybe eight. Maybe eight a.m. Though I could get up at eight and and tape delay it and kind of get through it. You know, skip halftime. Yeah. We could do it. It starts eight thirty here, and so I'm sure my wife will be. Especially since we should be done working, I'm sure my wife will really be happy with a football starting at eight a.m. and finishing at eleven p.m. kind of day. She'll be extremely happy. So. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, especially my first first day back home. Yeah, so the uh, Chiefs are favored by one and a half right now. And here's what Solo says: Crack open a St. Paulie's girl. Oh, at six thirty a.m. All right, the way to 
that nice way to start this solo and enjoy a potential AFC championship preview. Chiefs bounce back. Solo takes the Chiefs. Man, what a game. Um, Chiefs look so bad. Dolphin, are the Dolphins coming off a bye? Or who did? No, no one, no one had a bye nope, last week. No, no buys last no week. No buys. The, what did the Dolphins do again? I don't know. Oh, they, they beat the Patriots. Yep. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I trust. I trust the Dolphins more than the Chiefs. Give me the Dolphins. Ooh. Yeah, this is a tough one. I want to say that the Chiefs will bounce back, as Solo said. That's my inclination. But I do think that the Dolphins are kind of solidifying. I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one. One and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Go Lockley, no. Yeah, I, I think I actually will have to get up nice and early and watch this game because it's it's going to be a good one. And you know, I just in my other my one of my other fantasy leagues, I just traded for Tua yesterday. Ooh. So I have to cheer for the Dolphins, and I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. They're playing; they're a lot more consistent right now. They're playing good. Their defense is coming around. I like the Dolphins here. Next up, Brett, the uh, Seahawks are going to Baltimore. Ravens are favored by six. Mm. Seahawks are looking good. Ravens are looking good. That's another tough one. Ravens were looking good, but I don't know how they... They didn't cover last week against Arizona. How did that happen? Arizona recover an onside kick and then kick a field goal, I think. Was it something crazy like that? I, think I didn't that's see how any of that game. Over the spread as they recovered an onside kick and they kicked a field goal. <laughs> anyway, um, I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens at home. Give me them to cover the six. Seahawks are looking good and um, they have a good defense. I like the Ravens, though, too. They are playing very well. What was what did the Ravens get up to last week? Oh yes, as you were just saying, they there was the spread was covered, but they they handled yeah, the cards very well. Yeah, just barely covered. Ah, six points is a lot. Six points is a lot. That's a lot of points. I feel for this game. I'm going to go it with is. the Seahawks. Oh, you are Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. If it was three, I would go with the Ravens. But at six, I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm trying to trying to think more about the points. Well, I am thinking about the points here. If this was in Seattle, I would t- I would take Seattle. But Lamar's playing too damn good right now. Six points is only a touchdown. Seahawks, see, Ravens will win by a touchdown. I'm taking the Ravens. Solo says Ravens statement game too much for the Hawks. Solo takes the Ravens. Man, these really are haiku. What's up, Solo? You have a fucking Tahoe in the morning? Come on, pick it up. <laughs> I want some humor. Axel, why don't you tell us about the team we were just talking about who covered last week against the Ravens when they were fi- down when the Ravens were favored by eight? 
This week, the Cardinals are playing the Browns, and the Browns are favored by eight. And uh, Dobbs has been traded to the Vikings, and I still think they're not playing Kyler, right? Isn't some rookie starting? Toon? Yes. Clayton yep. Toon, right? Yep. Which Correct. is interesting. I always pull for a rookie. I always pull for them. Um, but I think the Browns, who last week lost to the Seahawks, and I wanted to watch that game because I'm interested in what's going on with the Browns' offense, and I'm not quite sure what's going on. But I feel like the Cardinals are pretty much giving it up. Unless could Kyler start and all of a sudden be running around like a little mosquito, jumping over people like Ant-Man, getting small and getting just, just a little bit bigger but not too big and like running around people. Um, if he's that if he's that small small the uh, Browns may Miles Garrett may crush him. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprisingly go with that's a lot of points eight points, but the cards are not that good. But still, <laughs> this is this a tough is a line. Tough here. one. This is a tough one. I want to win more. You know what? <laughs> I have no faith in the Cardinals. I have some faith in the Browns. I'm going with Grandpa James Cleveland Browns. Eight points. Yeah, That's a lot. I don't. I don't like this eight points at all. And mm. when when you, when you were debating back and forth amongst yourself there, Axel, I yeah. was like following with you exactly because I'm thinking the same exact things. But the cards are in tank mode here. They and Clayton Tunes. Is uh yeah, he's not gonna be playing any good sweet music in this game. The Browns are gonna cover this thing. Solo says Clayton Toons NFL debut, high number, but Browns D just too good. Dog pound minus the number. Oh, Kyler Murray was listed as a full participant in practice today. Oh, shit. Really? So, hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. I want to change my pick. I'm going. No, I'm not. Fuck that. I'm going with the Browns. <laughs> He'll just throw three interceptions. Yeah, Joshua Dobbs ain't walking through that door. Yeah. Give me the Browns minus eight. Oh, but now <laughs> it makes me nervous that we all picked them. Shit. We've and actually been on We've, we've been a lot better a on our pick. Yeah. What's what are, that? What are the Vikings trade for uh, Dobbs? A uh, seventh round pick. That's like oh, a seventh round pick. Oh, yep. wow. Okay. There's something going on with trades like that where I, I don't know. I feel like they're it's really about the cap and money that we don't understand. Or well, that's the set. Like when the Vikings got Cam Akers a few weeks ago, that was also for a seventh round pick. Yeah, it's weird. And Cam Akers is better than a seventh round pick. I mean, he's not a first round pick, but yeah, I don't. It's weird. I don't know. There, there's got. Yeah, you're right. There's got to be something behind it's the who's scenes picking going up on the there. contract. It's like the yeah. guaranteed money and shit. That's what I think yep. is really happening there. Uh, next up, oh God, another game that I just, oof, <laughs> God, I don't like this at all. The Bears are going to go play the Saints. The Saints are favored by eight and a half. Ugh. Oh God, just kill me now. Really? 
I don't. I can't. I don't think the Saints are good enough to cover eight and a half. I'm gonna. I'm, so God help me. I'm taking the Bears. I hate. I hate. I hate that I'm doing it, but I'm taking the Bears. It's too many points. The Bears do have some signs of life every once in a while. So Solo says, uh, even a cocaine bear wouldn't help this team. Give me the Saints. I like that Solo. That was a good one. Could have thrown in an Elizabeth Banks reference there too, but well, that would I'll have been good. Yeah. yeah, I'll take it. Well, I think the Saints are going to come marching in oh, by man. about seven points. Eight and a half is too much. Give me the Bears. I'm with Solo on this one. Um, I think Bears El Stinkola and Saints uh, can score, especially with my man Taysom Hill running around. He's just always so happy. He's got a big grin on his face. I'm going with the Saints. Next up, AI Solo will tell us about the – Washington Commanders going to Foxborough and playing the New England Patriots. The Pats are favored by three. And Solo says, Pats will Pats will sack Thurston many, many times. Ron Rivera's corpse won't know what hit him. Taking the Pats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like taking the Patriots. And uh, especially this year when they suck. So I'm going with the commies on this one. All right. Well, you got two teams this week, right? The commies and the Raiders that have the potential for the down and out. Let's band together and get a win because our team sucks so bad. (laughs) We traded away our two best defensive players and we fired our general manager, our offensive coordinator, and our head coach. So will the commies band together to say, come on, we're not giving up on this season. The Patriots are not that good, though they didn't play terrible last week. I didn't watch much of that game, but from what I understand, um, what, what was that? Yeah, 31-17. But the Dolphins are the Dolphins. I don't know. I don't think the commies have it in them. It's three points. I'm going with the Pats. Yeah, the uh, the commies didn't have a good defense before they traded away two of their best players. So yeah. I don't like taking the Pats either, but I'm going to. I'll, I will take the Pats. Well, Brett, here we go. It, this Ooh. is around the couch bowl four. Vikings are going to your neck of the woods to play the Falcons. The Falcons are favored by four and a half. Give me the Vikings. I don't have anything to say about this game. Oh come on! You knew it. Why did you even ask? You should have just went to me first. <laughs> All right, I have some in-depth analysis about this game. The Vikings the Vikings also fit the category of we had a terrible loss. Everybody thinks we're out. But then again, so do the Falcons cuz they benched their quarterback. 
and they brought in Taylor Minshew Heineken. They're kind of like the same guy, aren't they? Minshew is like yeah. a more longer-haired Heineken um, <laughs> and with a mustache. And Heineken just always looks a little angry. I kind of I like him. He looks like he would sell newspapers in the 1930s, doesn't he? He'd have like a little hat on like that. <laughs> and he'd be like, paper, get your paper here, late edition. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so... <laughs> Um, this is the in-depth analysis that Axel said. That he yeah, this made. is this is gold here. This let's send this Listen, to send this to cousin Sal as an audition tape. For so I, I gotta tell you, Taylor Heineke is gonna be on the sideline. I li- I'm, I'm interested in watching this game just because both of both of sadly it's both of it's our two around the couch teams um are having a rough time of it. Four and a half points. It's in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know. This is a tough one, but I got to go with AI. I'm going to go with Brett here. I think that the Vikings are going to pull it together. I think Dobbs is going to. Well, Dobbs isn't playing, is he? But he might play. Uh, Dobbs, uh, O'Connell said today that Dobbs did practice with the team today and he said he's playing. He said he said Hall is starting, but he said he does not rule out Dobbs. Yeah. Okay. Taking some snaps. He'll be in by the second quarter, probably. Just and just he, to play it safe. And I mean Dobbs is a smart guy. He may not have everything, but he's he my guess is he can pick up there's a reason they traded for him, yeah. even though they only gave up a seventh rounder. So But I like I like Rooks too, so but I'll I'll stick with it. I'm going with the Vikes. Well, I'll I'll give a little more an, uh, analysis than uh, than what you what, what well, you guys get your paper so here, late edition. Yeah. Okay, the Vikings this season, one of the reasons why I was so heartbroken about the Cousins thing is because this is the first time in about three years or four years or five years, actually, since basically the entire time Cousins has been here, that they have had a functional defense that has actually played well. If you look at the Vikings season as a whole, yes, they did lose to Baker Mayfield in the first week, but that was a lack of playing in the preseason. That was not Baker Mayfield doing that. Otherwise, their losses this year are to Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Three great quarterbacks. Their wins, uh, Tyson Badgett, Bryce Young, Brock Purdy, Jordan Love. All quarterbacks that are young, don't have much experience yet. They blitzed the shit out of those guys, and they rattled them, and they forced them into errors. And Heineke, even though he's been around in a while, and it's technically a revenge game because Heineke came into the league with the Vikings, the Vikes are going are gonna to fluster him. The defense is going to play out of their minds that the the Vikings are somehow going to win this game. I don't know how it's going to happen, but the Vikes will win this game. I'm taking the Vikes. And they will cover. And they'll cover. And they will cover. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Solo says around on the couch. Well, he says around the couch full six. Oh, you know what? He might be counting our college, our, our love seat uh, around games. Around the couch full six. Okay, so then it would be six. No Ted Danson or William Peterson. Mm. Cousins, old movie reference. <laughs> he has in parentheses. It's Heineken time. Sorry, Ando, taking the Falcons. Oh. Damn, solo on Revis. Revis Island. All right. I like that. Go solo. Next up, Axel. Oh, oh God, exciting. this is another tough one. I haven't looked at these. I didn't really pay much attention when I put these into the spreadsheet here. 
The Bucks are going to Houston. Texans are favored by two and a half. Mm. All right. Well, Baker really, you know, he's got he's got heart. He's got heart, Baker Mayfield. I heard someone say today, if that team had twenty two Baker Mayfields, they'd be winning these games, but they don't. Uh, and I don't think that even though the Bucks are, what are they now? Three and four? That's uh, not terrible. Three and four. Yeah. They covered the spread against the Bills last week. Yeah, that's true. Um, Texans, who who is even starting for the Texans at this point? It's still uh, C.J. Stroud, right? Yeah, Stroud. C.J. Okay. Stroud, yep. He's not injured or anything, right? Nope. He's one okay. of the few quarterbacks that has lasted the entire season in the league. Good. That's good. I like that. I like the Rooks. And they're, what are they now? The, they got they be, got beat by the Panthers last week. I did not pay attention to that game much. Did anyone watch that game? No, no. I did not. All right. So my in-depth... <laughs> when the Panthers are on, it doesn't really entice me to watch the <laughs> I know. game. I, know. I struggled to watch the Vikings play the Panthers a few weeks ago. <laughs> this is my in-depth analysis. Did anyone watch that game? Um, <laughs> paper here. Late edition. Uh, I'm, you know what? I think it's about time that Baker lift one up because I want him back in commercials or do I want him to lose so he inevitably lands a sitcom on Netflix because I really think he could do it. I'm going to say play football a little bit more. I'm going with the Bucks on this one. Yeah, I'm going to, you know what? I watched the Bucks in that Bills game. I watched the whole thing last week. And even though they lost, the Bucks, the Bucks have got a, they're not terrible. They've got a, a good defense. The defense is good. They, I mean, their offense is, their offense is not terrible. It's adequate, I would say. And I, the Texans, I'm still not all the way buying in on the Texans. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Bucks and the points. Solo says, not sure about this one, but I'll take the Texans. Wow, that was uh, that was anticlimactic. Yeah, it was a haiku, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, <clears throat> do it, Brett. Do the it. The Bucks, the the Bucks and the Bills last Thursday night. That was that was one of the uh, great backdoor covers of the year, I believe. The <laughs> yes, Bills it were was. dominating that game. Bucks scored a late touchdown. I think they converted three fourth downs, two by penalty, and one. The touchdown catch was deflected off the dude's helmet into his arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they, was crazy. And then they went for then they went for two and got it. So that was yeah. crazy. Good call, Brad. I don't think the Bucks are very good. Is I guess what I'm getting at here. And um, I think the Texans were embarrassed at Carolina. I think they play better at home. I like the Texans. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you go, BTK. Bind us up. Wait, did he pick the Bucks? Or I thought he picked the Texans. Oh, he did pick the Texans. Sorry, I wrote that oh, wrong. Oh, all right. Agreeing with Heath. Oh, he's just trying to get on your good side. Next. I'm glad somebody's following along in the sheet because it's... Wait a second. <laughs> Andy, now it's off. It's not centered properly. Could you please center that Texans properly, Andy? I'm looking at this. It's driving me crazy. Yes, oh. I can do that. Oh, my god. Is that better? Oh, thank you. Woo. Podcast can continue. Oh, we can unpause. Andy, another thing. I think we all picked the Steelers. Can you change the Titans to the Steelers for yes, all of us, please? Exactly. 
<laughs> I think that is right. I think you're right on that one, Brett. <laughs> oh, God. Another game. I don't know. Rams at the Packers. Packers favored by three and a half. And, mm. and is Stafford playing? Does anybody know? His thumb is hurt. I have no anybody, idea. Anybody I'll, here? I'll look, anything I'll look about it up. That? I'll look it I'm, up while you guys. I'm not talk. sure, but I'm assuming he's not playing. If the if the line is like that, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. And who's the who's the backup for the Rams? Does anybody know? Well, Brett it's not Rippin. Stetson Bennett because he's still. Oh, it's on Brett the, Rippin. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Okay. Is oh, Brett God. Rippin the son of Mark Rippin? I think he is, isn't he? I don't know. I'm a, I always assumed he was. That's not a very common well, name. Seven hours ago, I have a report here. He's not Mark Rippon's dad. Okay, sorry, continue. Oh, he's not, okay. Um, it, I have a report that says it looks like it, it will be a game-time decision. Ugh. Um, I would guess, but you know what? What the fuck? This he should be retired already after he almost died last year. Well, I saw something yesterday or the day before that said he couldn't grip a football with his throwing hand because his thumb uh, was hurt so bad. See, he probably can't wipe his doo doo off his butthole either. <laughs> God, you know, well, I'm gonna the, like that one. I, I thought the Packers that's, did not, that's for you, Lachlan. That's for you. Yeah, Pat. there you go. Yes, exactly. Ignore right. all the other cuss words. <laughs> we've been flying. Out. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh God, here's, this is what Cooper Cup had to say. I'm not really sure. I think that's something our team is kind of figuring out. I know he's one of the toughest guys I've ever met, and I know for a fact that if there's any chance he could play, he will. Thanks, Cooper. Uh, Thanks, Coop. Nice beard. Um, you know, the, the Packers looked like garbage last week. I mean, they, Jordan yeah, Love looked like he was lost. The team did not. I think the, I think the, the Packers... If Lafleur lasts through the end of the season, I'll be amazed. The guy, the guy is highly questionable. <laughs> Some of the calls he makes, I'm, I'll just put it that way. I just, God damn, I wish I wasn't going first on this one. I don't know who the hell to take. If Stafford plays, I think the Rams win. But man, without Stafford, screw it. The Packers are at home. I'm going to take the Packers, even though I don't want to. Well, you get three and a half points. Yeah. Well, no, he's laying oh, and oh, that's yeah. right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, if the Packers, yeah, if the Packers got points, I would take them in a heartbeat. But there's what Solo says. Haven't a clue. Doesn't look like Stafford will play. Uh oh, Solo got the news. I'll take the Packers, I guess. Mm. Actually, uh oh, give me whoever Brett takes. Oh, <laughs> oh. Whoever I take, not whoever I don't take. I love yes. how he does that. The trust is being Damn. built. The bond. You see, he's just trying to kiss your ass, Breck, because he doesn't want to be BTK'd. This is a team building exercise. Is what this is. Solo. Well, he wants scared. to keep his five game buffer uh-huh. on me right now. Yep. Well, I was about to give him shit for not like being a literal haiku, but then he like you know he he called me out and he's going to support my pick so. I like that solo. Let's stick together on some of these, including this one when I'm picking the Rams to obviously cover because the Packers are one of the worst teams in the league. 
You know what, Brett? You already ha- you and Solo already have five picks that are different, so there could be some movement next week. So that means we're tied if I sweep those five picks. That's right. You know what? <laughs> it's sad. I know um, we have some listeners who are Packers fans, and the news coming out there, you know, they're not they're, they don't have a lot of confidence and love and it just seems like things are just kind of falling apart there in Green Bay this year. There's always next year. And I also don't want to be BTK, so I'm going to agree with Brett as well. I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> um can I also say at this point I like to stop and just take a look. We got that early Dolphins Chiefs games, then we got two, four, six, seven games early, and then three games no, yeah, three games late. So what is the game of the morning, guys? Is it Seahawks Ravens? I mean for you guys it's Vikes Falcons. But I guess the game of the week really there is maybe Seahawks Ravens, right? Probably not including Dolphins Chiefs. Yes, Dolphin. Yes, of the right Dolphins Chiefs is kind of singularly stands out. But that's that. That's so weird that that game is at that time. But I guess it's Germany too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I guess Frankfurt. Seahawks Ravens will be what I'll be watching mostly. Um, I'll be tuning into Vikes Falcons. Maybe YouTube TV will have a multicam with those two games on and i'll just keep that on uh but now we're moving into the four o'clock games well before we move into the four o'clock games i'm gonna do something i have never done on this podcast (gasps) before and i am gonna i'm gonna take my change pick you guys talk me out of it i can't be alone with the packers oh damn oh damn i can't can't do it not be i can't be i can be on rebus island but not with the packers the love is gone the love is gone yeah, right, I think that's so the if, first time I've ever switched a pick. So, if I want to switch my pick, does that mean Heath wants to switch his pick too? Yep. Oh God, a chain right, I'll reaction! Stay with the Rams. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. You're gonna break this space-time couch continuum up in here. Next, it's up. a win-win because either I win or Heath loses. True. <laughs> True. Next up, Solo will tell us about the. <laughs> actually there is a center button you don't, you, you I don't know how that? to do that I just hit the space bar five times <laughs> oh, Okay. next up Solo is going to tell us about the first late game the Colts going to the Carolina. Carolina last time I checked North Carolina was on the east coast but they're playing a late game actually two of these three games are on the east coast late games which is weird uh, Colts are favored by two and a half. Solo says the Panthers got their first win. Will they get their second? Probably not. I'm taking the Colts. I'm going to take the Panthers here. I think they're going to go on a little bit of a run. By their standards. Well, is it, is it, I think one win might be that the run for them, isn't <laughs> well, it? Yeah, um, I kind of do want to take the Colts here, but I picked the Panthers in my pick two pool just to get them out of the way. (laughs) But that doesn't mean I have to pick them here, right? 
No. Damn. All right, give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. I'm going with the Colts, too. Yeah, I can't. Panthers aren't going to win two in a row, and the, the Colts will win by a field goal. Next up, Brett. This might. This is definitely the game of the late afternoon games. Cowboys are going to Philly. Eagles are favored by three. Philadelphia, I still contend, is overrated. So Ooh. that is why I'm going to take Dallas <gasps> plus three, baby. <gasps> Let's do this, Heath. Philadelphia freedom. Oh, it's my turn. Um, just singing some of that. You know, it it brought me back when you mentioned the late games on the East Coast. That was always my favorite, like a four o'clock game at Giant Stadium. I didn't get home until much later, but I always liked that because then it would start in the it, in the. Uh, in the daytime and then it would be night for like the second half of the game. Uh, it would almost felt like you were at like half of a Sunday night or Monday night game brings me back, but it makes me think it's going to get kind of cold there. Putting the Eagles at a little bit of an advantage. And though the boys seem to be rolling, I just think I'm seeing the tush push. The ass blast, the help me Jalen, the robbing the cradle, as I like to call it. I'm going with the Eagles here. Sorry, Solo. Yeah, I. Mm, it's a tough. It's going to be a good game. I'm kind of excited to see this. Yeah, but I'm, me too. The Cowboys are playing better as of late, but I think the Eagles are just playing a little bit better. I don't, and I still don't love the Eagles, but I like them a little bit more. I like them at least three points more than the than the Cowboys. I take the Eagles. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Cowboys dominate teams that stink. Then we get back on the train. Then they lay an egg against top tier teams. Now, Dak always plays the Eagles well. He's looked sharp in his last two games. He's reading the field well. It's going to come down to Dallas's O-line play. But what is my, but what is in my mind is that Niners loss. Feels like this will be a rinse and repeat game. I'm going with the birds. I hope I'm wrong. Mm, that is a long haiku. That was a long haiku. <laughs> that's a super haiku. That's a super haiku. Um, that's good. Is the only one to pick my team, and I'm the only one to pick his team. Oh, <laughs> true love, baby. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. If the 49ers were playing the Lions, it's almost like you have the two potential championship, divisional championship, conference championship games happening with Bills, Bengals, Dolphins, Chiefs. Cowboys, Eagles, and then, but the Niners and Lions are off this week. But I thought that, that'd be interesting if that had happened. Um, yeah, what a game! That's going to be a fun game. That's the four, the four o'clock game. Like 
We got Giants, Raiders, and Colts, Panthers against Cowboys, Eagles. Yeah. I think I'll be yeah. watching Cowboys, Eagles, folks. Yeah, yeah, those other two games barely yeah. even count. No, this is, uh, and I guess I'm picking this game now, right? You Andrew? are picking, yes. The Raiders are favored by a point and a half. Wow, Hang stunning. On, I thought that was the Eagles and Cowboys not Sunday night. Was that flexed out, or was did I read that incorrectly? No, that's late. The Sunday night game is Bills Bengals. Yeah, Bills Bengals, which is fantastic. But do you know if it's always been like that? I think so. I don't know. I think this okay. was a big. I think that's the big Fox after, late afternoon game. I think throughout the ages, okay. it's always been like that, Brett. Throughout the ages, <laughs> gotcha. Throughout the ages, <laughs> um, what this is definitely the crapola game of the week: the Giants versus the embattled. Raiders. Well, here's the real question: Is it worse than Colts Panthers? Um, Colts Panthers kind of sounds like a porno, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Oh shoot, I forgot. Lachlan listens to this, but so does Giants and Raiders versus Raiders. <laughs> 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 oh wow. no, what have I started here? Um. The Giants are really bad. Now, Daniel Jones is supposed to be coming back. Will that provide a spark to the team? The Raiders are starting, what's his name again? Aiden Hutchinson? Is that his name? That's the defensive lineman for oh, the Lions. What's his That's name? That's awesome. Oh, okay. Um, he has a name like that, though, right? What the hell? Isn't it? O- it's not O'Connell. Isn't it something like that, though? Oh, Jack O'Connell? Aiden O'Connell? Isn't it Aiden? I thought it was Aiden. Aiden O'Connell. Aiden. Okay, Aiden so O'Connell. it is Aiden. See? Um, isn't that the guy from Sex in the City? This this just won't stop. Uh, Giants, Raiders, I got to go. I think everybody gets fired. You rally around the interim. Definitely I'm going with the Raiders here. The interim, what's his name? The it was a defensive. I think it's a the defensive. I, I will I will tell you what his name is shortly because I see he's, it. He used to be a player. It may or may not be in a, a upcoming haiku. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. The name of the interim coach. Um. Yeah. God. I this game is just garbage. The Giants still. I. I your, your reasoning about the rallying behind a new coach is the best reason I can think of to take the Raiders, and yeah. I'm going to take the Raiders, too, yeah. just because I don't know who the hell else to take. It's the best one there is, and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> With this game. Okay, so they're, they're, uh, just pre-reading Solo's thing here, I, if, I, if I make a pronunciation mistake, please correct me. <laughs> coach of the year really coached a great game last week. What an idiot. Ben McDaniels gets fired, and Antonio Pierce will take over. Raiders mm. need to bring back the pit boss, Rich Basaccia. Oh, I hate the Giants. Give me the awful Raiders. Mm. Yeah, Antonio Pierce. He used to play linebacker. Yep. The Basaccia, did I say that name right? I, can't, I couldn't remember how did. to say it. I think oh, you perfect. did. perfect. All right. Solo takes the Raiders. They need to bring Al Michaels in to call this game. Oh, Lord. <laughs> He's taking the weekend off, Brett. I am. Uh, this is probably too early for me to go to bed, but I, I'm definitely taking a nap or something during this game. Um, no, I'm not, never mind. I'm watching Cowboys Eagles. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I am going to go with the Giants here. Oh, I knew it. 
I knew I hate, would do it. I hate the, the Raiders slightly more than I hate the Giants. I knew it. Damn you, Brett. Damn you to hell. Well, next up, I am going first, <laughs> and this uh, this is another another really good game. Sunday oh, I night. I love it. I love it. What a game. Bills at Bengals. So, yeah, baby. Bengals are favored by two, and you know what? I'm Bengals, Burrow, Joey B is healthy. The Bengals oh. are playing freaking good ball. The Bills, I've I've not been sold on the Bills as of late, which probably means the Bills will somehow win this game, but I'm taking the Bengals. Oops. Not in that spot, though. Giant Bengals, is that another porno? Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's all over the place, Brett. It's, you can't escape it. It's human nature. That's how we all got Solo here. Solo says, last year's meeting, we all know what happened. <laughs> Surprise, this is a prime time game because of that. Wow, Solo. <laughs> Will be an emotional game for Buffalo, but my Bengals are riding high. Bengals, baby. My Bengals? What is this guy, huh? He's getting off the, he's not a Cowboys fan anymore? I don't like the sound <laughs> no, of that, not Solo. Anymore. He jumps off that Cowboys bandwagon about five times a week. (laughs) Dak is not happy with you. Jerry's coming over. Jerry's walking through that door. Yeah, the the Bills uh, have been uh, kind of puttering along lately for like a month. I mean, I I guess they looked okay Mm. against the Bucks on Thursday night, but even then, they only they scored twenty four points. They're still not clicking. So and the Bengals are definitely clicking. So give me the Bengals minus two. All right, listen. I guess the rap. Uh, I've heard a couple people this week talk about the Bills not being a great team, and it's all Josh Allen, and that's probably true. And the Bengals are playing great on both sides of the ball. Joey B or we should call him Joe Cool, is looking cool. Everybody is it's clicking. But you know what? I got an email from Kellum saying, what a crazy Jets game. Go Jets. And I said, you know what, Kellum? You inspired me this week. Started thinking about Josh Allen, looking at him, running down that field, jumping over motherfuckers throwing that ball as hard as he can. And I said to myself, it's going to be a fun game on Sunday night when the Bills cover, or do I say cover? Solo's going to get mad at me. (laughs) When they win this game, I'm going with the, oh, they get two points. I get two points. I'm going with the Bills. You're still supposed to say the Bills win and cover, even if they're not favorite. The Bills win and cover, just like I just said, Andy. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. Yeah, baby. Josh Allen. Go, Kellum. Let's do it. Gale we need to too. get more Kellum input. We haven't heard from him much this year. We got to get some picks from him. We got to do some. So for the playoffs, we got to incorporate more picks of people. Kellum speaking, should do all the playoffs you know what? with us. Speaking of that, I was going to mention this because I listened to the podcast the two of you did a couple, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, maybe, that I listened to yesterday. And he's obviously a listener to this show. So if you hear this, Bubba, you are officially invited to be a guest picker on this podcast anytime you want to come. Because yeah. you obviously listen to the podcast because you made a Taylor Swift reference. 
and I can't, and solo having a cocktail and a couple of them. So get on here because it was. I know you listen. So or send in some pics sometime, please. So anyways, that was my little rant. But Bubba, we need you on here at some point. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we got to get Mike too. We talked uh, yes. with our friend one Mike. He and I talked Both about of them. Uh, the lions, uh, the resurgent lions. So yes, that was also good. Well, that was also fun. I know Bubba is a Falcons fan as well, so maybe he can come on and actually pick Atlanta to win a game every oh, once in a while to counter what yes. I've been doing. That would be yeah. perfect. <laughs> that would be good. Well, that that does it, folks. That's our. Well, we we do have kind of one game left, actually. And oh, it's kind I of forgot. An important oh, one. You know, it's, it's you know what game. happens is I didn't. Yeah, I forgot, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't scroll down, and I guess I wanted to forget too. Yeah, if that well, gives you any indication of who I'm so, picking this game. So, Solo will tell us all about this because the Chargers are going to play the Jets on Monday night. Chargers are favored by three and a half, and Solo for this one keeps it short and sweet. Give me the Jets, baby! Oh shit! Nice. Yeah, I mean, so the Jets played the Cowboys on Monday night a couple weeks ago. They played Heath's team. Now they're playing Axel's team on Monday night. So pretty soon they're going to be playing Minnesota on Monday night and maybe Atlanta too. Just why not all four? There you go. That said, uh, my first inclination was to pick the Jets in this game. But should I do that oh. now that I am sitting on that idea? Oh, um, Brett. I'm, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for a sign. Hurting me, Brett. Some, some epiphany to put. Yeah, well, you currently I'm gonna have, do it. I'm going curr- to pick you, the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Chargers. Oh, I'm sorry, Axel. Oh, damn you, Brett. But you know what? Even though Bobby Aber Jr. is still overrated. Oh, he is. But it looks good. Well, if I'm counting right, Brett, you have eight picks different from Solo. Wow. Wow. Ooh. What a night. And it's... you started 1-0, and so you're in, you're in the driver's seat to take the lead next week. Yeah. Um, all right. This is a tough one because the Jets' offensive line is really in tatters. Um, I, I don't have much faith in the Chargers at all. I want to pick the Jets because I want to feel like I think that Zach might be able to kind of bounce back a little bit in this game. But I also think that Brees should be able to run a lot on the Chargers. So against my better judgment, I came in here thinking I was going to pick the Chargers. But the more I talk about it, what are they, three and five, the Chargers? They won last week. Yeah, they're three, uh, the and, Bears. three and four. Three and four. They're three and four. Okay. They beat the Bears. The Bears, which isn't very tough to do, as the Bears are pretty much the worst team in the league. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's right. Manny just said to me, sent me a quick text. He said, come on, Axel, fucking pick the Jets. So I'm picking them. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, the Chargers looked – I watched most of that game. They looked good. They got Austin Eckler going last week finally. Herbert looked good, but they were playing, the like you said, the shitty Bears. I don't think they're going to be able to run wild against that Jets defense like that. I'm going to take the points, and I'm going to take the Jets. 
All right. Well, damn. Brett. You're on the island again there, Brett, yep. with the Chargers. That's okay, though. Brett is living It's going to be large. one of those 2-11 and weeks for me, I have a feeling. <laughs> I hope so, Brett. I hope so. <laughs> Sorry, but I do. Um, that's it. That's our picks. Um, do you guys want to talk about baseball or college, or do you want to wait for Solo to come back next week? It's up to you. I mean, we can wait unless you, Brett, you got something really on your mind, real hot and heavy. No, 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 I don't have anything pressing to talk about um, as far as that goes. If it it was a little bit earlier in the evening, I maybe would go for a little bit, but we can we can save it till Solo gets back. All right. Yeah, I think that's the right move. Cool. Well, I'm sure he'll. Brett's still got some pop to clean up yet before he goes to bed. Yeah, that's true. It's getting a little sticky there in the, <laughs> the nether regions for Brett. But um, anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for downloading. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Enjoy watching football this weekend. We got some great games. Um, like I said, it, I mean, we've got a few shitty games too so we do but you know dolphins chiefs bills Bengals, cowboys eagles this could be three of the best games so far you never know you know and those could be playoff matchups coming up so i'm looking forward to it i hope you all are too oh and i you know i was gonna say too the uh if we wanted to do thursday next week Al Michaels is not going to be much fun to listen to because it's Carolina, Chicago next Thursday. Oh, Lord. So buckle Ooh. up for next week's or up oh, gosh. on the couch. It'll be a barn burner. We'll so see. anyways, <laughs> I was wondering why they're advertising for the uh, Black Friday game like yeah. several weeks in advance yeah, instead of just telling true. us who next week's They're trying to ignore so. the game next week. <laughs> yeah, and that's Jets Dolphins. That's going to be a big one, man. We cannot. I can't be podcasting during that. That's going to be... <laughs> Lachlan and I are going to be watching that one. Um, I told I, I made my list of favorite players, and Tyreek was on there. And I said, "What'd you think of my list, pal?" And he said, "I didn't know Tyreek Hill was one of your favorite players." I was like, "Yeah, we, from back when he was on the Chiefs, he's awesome to watch. You know, just so fast, mm-hmm. so fast." All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading all that shit. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Brett. Solo, we miss you. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Welcome to East Germany.